This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of media. I'm Elijah Cage. And I'm Barbara Ramirez. Tonight, we will be talking about the ways our community finds healing. We'll be speaking with Lucero Valesquez, a Generation Justice member who recently spent a year learning curanderismo healing. And we'll speak to Farah Nushin, a UNM academic advisor and founder of Yoga for People of Color for Healing and Empowerment. The music we chose tonight has messages of healing, peace, and empowerment, starting with Positive Vibration by Bob Marley. Lucero Velasquez is a 19-year-old Generation Justice member and youth intern for the Southwest Organizing Project. Recently, Lucero finished a year-long immersive training on indigenous healing in Cuernavaca, Morelos, Mexico. Now, youth producer Ludella Awad will speak with Lucero about her experience. Thank you, Elijah. This is Ludella with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Lucero Velasquez who is a Generation Justice member and youth intern at Southwest Organizing Project. Welcome, Lucero. Thank you guys for having me. I feel so blessed to be in your guys' presence. And primeramente quiero dar las gracias a mi maestra, Doña Nelly, que ojalá está escuchando desde allá de Cuernavaca. Quiero mandarle mis saludos, mi bendición y infinito amor a mi familia allá y todos que me han apoyado entre este, este camino. Thank you. I just wanted to give thanks to my teacher, Doña Nelly, who's hopefully listening in Cuernavaca. And, you know, I just am so blessed to be here to share my experience with you guys. Can you tell us how you came to this journey of natural indigenous healing? Yeah, um, this this kind of happened last year, right? I was right as I was getting out of high school and it just started from talking to my grandpa a lot more and um, conversing with him in Spanish and it stemmed from that like him telling me his stories of his and his memories that he had of his mother Felicitas which was also a curandera in San Luis Potosí they lived in a little ranchito out there and she would go deliver babies like miles away she would walk or she'd go on her little burrito and she'd have like all of her stuff in her little suitcase and she'd be the partera for for the townspeople there and all the way from giving birth to to babies dando luz. I love that expression in Spanish because it's giving light to, to another human being. And, um, and so all of doing that and then giving yerbitas to people who needed it and just sharing that knowledge of plant medicine. So can you tell us about last year, um, your trip to Mexico? Yeah, so I decided last year after high school that I was just gonna fully immerse myself in in the language and in the culture, and I wanted to live there and study under curandera in vez de, in vez de going to um, like a school or anything like that. I wanted to study with somebody and live with them and really get the full experience. And it was almost like Karate Kid, I tell you. She had me doing these like odd jobs and like 
um, filling in the grout in the tile, and she's like, este es trabajo, este es chingona, <laughs> and like preparing me for, for the real world, honestly, and I had so many lessons in these small day-to-day things that she had me do and work, and I felt like I, I really was humbled by the work that I did there, and I think that ha- that has helped me as a, as a therapist, massage therapist, and also um, just giving people yerbitas and, and that plant medicine. How do you hope to share the knowledge with the community? So this this incoming school year, I'm going to be working with two schools. Creo que es Pajarito and Valle Vista in the South Valley. And I'm going to be working with elementary schools um, to help start community gardens and putting in medicinal plants in those gardens, maybe making a few songs for them to remember what um, what certain plants are good for and like, you know, just spreading that knowledge because I think that it should be common sense. This ancient wisdom from our ancestors has, has really, you know, like it hasn't been passed down and, and it's because of modern medicine and I think that we need to return to our, our roots, our raices and, and find this this healing i think it's so it's a we're in dire need of it right now and especially since like all the western medicine is so damn expensive now we have to just return to the basics return to what she gave us madre tierra and and really respect that and honor her what can you tell us about the healers you learned from i can tell you for a fact that they are really chingon they're all about you know, putting their ancestors first and thanking them before anything Um, and just being humbled by the work they do. They give until it hurts them and they're not not worried about receiving anything. One thing that my teacher would always do after a therapy, she would say, pues, ¿cuánto cuesta tu salud? How much is your your, uh, health worth? You know, like, how do you feel after this, this therapy? And that, to me, was, it just spoke a ton it's like it, it also like how much can you afford how much can you give me she was always really understanding with people who couldn't afford um like a massage or you know that self-care that healing and, and she was really real with people and like where are you coming from how much does this matter to you and i think that we really need to put a bigger value on our health these days and we have to take care of ourselves before we can put others first so I think that putting yourself first isn't always selfish, and it's sometimes what you need to do. And so that's the one thing that I learned from healers over there. What was your learning environment like? Ooh, my learning environment was the streets. Um, every time we'd go to the Mercadito, she would always point out at some, like, little hierbitas that are growing on the side of the sidewalk and she'd be like este ese pasote pasote sirve para el estómago like um el pasote is good for you know your stomach and purifying your intestine gut flora and like all of these she was just like a walking almanac of information and plant knowledge and i think that the whole world was my learning environment and that's something that i've taken back is with a brand new perspective to see life as, as the classroom. And we are all teaching each other. You know, nobody's superior than the other person. And even though I was younger and I was going into, into her world, really, I felt like I had a little bit to offer and I was just gonna give in my two cents where, wherever it needed to be and, and not feel like I didn't have anything to, 
to offer. As a young person, I think that's super empowering to to feel too. Generation Justice has helped me gain that confidence to ask questions, to be curious, and to investigate. And I think that's what really helped me ask and learn a lot over there. Can you share one of the powerful moments you've experienced? So I got the opportunity to, well, like a really precious moment of mine was sitting with my maestra and I believe in reincarnation to the fullest. And it was six months into my internship there, or my apprenticeship, and she looked at me and she told me, Lucero, I had a miscarriage, and I named her Maria Lucero. And this was like maybe 20 years ago, and I'm almost 20 right now. But the fact that she named her child, her unborn child, the same exact name, Luz, which means light, I feel like there's no coincidence, it's such a synchronicity that I came back to her arms, I came back to learn from the knowledge that she had to pass down. And it makes me teary-eyed to, to just repeat this story because in my heart I believe that I'm just a traveling spirit and I'm here for a little bit and I'm just learning and picking up that knowledge and wanting to share it with other people. So thank you guys for hearing my story. Thank you so much for sharing your story. That's that's very powerful and brave of you to share, and it just touches my heart. Is there anything you would like to add? What do you? What is the most important message you would like our listeners to know? My most important message, man, that's hard, but I think it's gratitude, being thankful for the privileges that we have here in the United States. And even though it's a pretty messed up and violent world out there, I feel like we have a certain privilege that that my family out there doesn't and I just want people to take advantage of every opportunity that they have and be thankful and and at least say like five things that you're grateful for before you go to bed that'll change your vibration and you know let you wake up with just a beautiful mood in the morning and just being thankful you can never go wrong with just saying thank you clouds thank you for shading this hot sun today Thank you, everybody, for sitting here and lending me your ears. I'm so blessed. Thank you so much again. It was really nice to talk to you and and to get your story out there. It's very, very important. Thank you so much. No, gracias a ti, gracias. Mm-hmm. Uh, mi familia aquí a Generation Justice for having me. I feel honored. Muchas gracias, Lucero. Me gusta mucho la manera en la que hablas, cómo te expresas. Se nota que a pesar de que eres una persona joven, tienes 19 años, Tienes ese interés por el curanderismo. Sí. Es algo diferente, pero me gusta mucho que tú sientas esa atracción y que a pesar de ser joven, tengas el interés de aprender más. Ay, gracias. Muchas gracias por estar aquí. Eres siempre bienvenida. Bueno, igualmente. Gracias. Thank you again, Lucero, for sharing your story. Lucero, you chose this next song. Do you want to tell us about it? Heck yeah. So my friend, Freddy Lopez, um, made this song about his his home and I feel like we can all relate on some level to to where we come from and never forgetting our, our cultura porque la cultura cura and I feel like healing this this whole episode is about healing right so never forgetting where you come from and holding that in you and and really being proud of it ser orgulloso de donde vienes and never forget that and so he he told me a little story that he 
um, performed this in Standing Rock for the family out there and it was just really well received. They loved it, they vibed with it and I feel like this song has, has traveled through many years and I just want to share it with the world. So if you guys would lend me your ears for a little bit longer. <laughs> Thank you. After that, we'll hear The Healer by Erika Badu. From the Native American people, the Ohlone, to the village of Nairobi, to the restless souls of all my homies, this is not a song, it's a ceremony. For the people of East Palo Alto And please don't forget the East Cause we are a whole nother beast Not that big but it's alright Cause we got a lot of bite and we never hold back Not everything that shines in the streets of my city is broken glass We're stars You just heard My Home by Freddie Flopez Coming, coming to you loud, loud and clear Like the range, everyone's attention Farah Nushin is the founder of Yoga and Meditation for People of Color for Healing and Empowerment, a yoga collective that has become a popular healing outlet in the past year. Farah is also a senior academic advisor for the University of New Mexico, where she specializes in a holistic approach to advising, in particular, students of color. Now, media justice intern Kenya Alonzo speaks with Farah about yoga and meditation for people of color for healing and empowerment. This is Kenya Alonzo with Generation Justice and I'm speaking with Farah Nushin of Yoga and Meditation for People of Color. Farah, welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Would you please share with our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your role with yoga and meditation for people of color? Yes. Um, a little bit about myself. I've been in New Mexico f since 2010. I came here for uh, my master's in American studies. Um, I really picked New Mexico because of um, the amount of diversity that was here and to also be in a place where there's indigenous people and communities of color. Um, and I moved here from uh, Seattle, Washington. And uh, my role in Yoga for People of Color is that I'm the founder of, of it, and um, it came right after the 2016 election, and I felt that we really needed healing spaces for people of color who are in all kinds of danger, from policies to hate crimes, just everything that we can think of and that we have seen. So I wanted to do something that I knew about, and I also thought it was important to have a healing space because I knew that there will be a lot of activism happening. There's, our communities of color are amazing at resistance, but we work so hard, and that we will work so hard and not 
take care of ourselves. So I wanted to create that space for people of color to take care of themselves. And I also know that as I get older, that I'm having like less and less energy. So I won't be there out there as much on the ground with the fight. (laughs) So um, I want it to be something that I can do that I'm capable of doing and I have the energy to do at this time because I have been on the front lines before and I have done other types of uh, social justice work in Seattle. So this time I thought, okay, if I do this kind of work, it'll be something I'll be able to offer and it'll be something that the activists of color and communities of color could use as well. Thank you. Why did you choose yoga as your healing method? Well, um, I am South Asian, and the first time I went to a yoga class was back in maybe 95, 96 when I first discovered it. Um, even though it wasn't that I just first discovered it, it's been around me, but the actual, like, the idea of going to a studio, I found out about it around that time and went to a class, and it felt really, really good for me and my body. However, um, every studio that I went to was predominantly white and there was something culturally missing from it that I just couldn't connect with so I was going from studio to studio and place to place and trying to figure out how can I socially find it when physically it felt so good and spiritually it felt good and I ended up really disliking yoga then later on, I went to the universities and and I had a better understanding of colonialism, capitalism, globalization, heteropatriarchy, all of these systems of oppression that um, made yoga into a product rather than into uh, something for healing. And once like I was more myself was healed as well as intellectually uh, capable of, you know, that analysis of yoga, then I was more open to it. And um, when I was here, something happened out in Seattle, a yoga studio for people of color, just a class, it wasn't even a studio, a class, and I knew the people, it was very Uh, Very many of my friends who were queer people of color went to this uh, class. It was actually attacked where they were sent death threats. It was just just ridiculous what happened. And that made me think, okay, I think it's time for me to go back into yoga. And I felt stronger and strong enough to be able to take classes at a white studio and not be bothered by it, that I can still be able to... uh, be on the mat and take care of myself and not be distracted by the social uh, culture of it. Um, And then I went ahead and also did the teacher training. And it was with the explicit purpose of creating a space for people of color, like creating yoga for communities of color was the absolute uh, goal of the teacher training. This was before the election happened. So it was my goal already, but I think the election just pushed it about a year sooner. Like I was going to take my time and creating this because I do have a full-time job at UNM. Uh, So I was going to take my time creating that space. But when the election happened, I said, now is the time. And the first class was on December 3rd, which was very soon after the election. Yeah, I think everybody felt like a strong sense of 
urgency to really do what they can do to help everyone get through the election. And thank you for um, following that feeling. What are the spiritual aspects in practicing yoga? Yes, um, first of all, yoga has a full philosophy behind it. Uh, So there is many ethical, spiritual practices. It's a full philosophy. When we think about philosophy, I think there is this thing that it's a Western-based European philosophy. Uh, However, yoga uh, has a doctrine, it has uh, ethical ways to be, and meditation is a very big part of it. So it's the spiritual uh, aspect or the the main thing, uh, the fundamental spiritual aspect of it is being uh, being one with the mind, body, and spirit, and actually that there isn't a difference between the mind, body, and spirit, that it's one. So as you're doing any yoga pose, your mind, your spirit, and body, everything is in that pose, as opposed to just being a physical activity where you're doing it for fitness or you're doing it for... Um, just physical, even physical health. It's a very holistic practice, spiritual practice. Why is it so important to have these healing spaces, these safe spaces for people of color? It is uh, really important because we heal in community. Um, Taking a yoga class at a yoga studio, for example, would not have the same healing aspect because it will be individual healing. So what could happen is, say, if a person of color who's going through racism, whatever it is, if they go to a yoga studio, they'll be on that mat on their own and they'll will they'll definitely figure things out. They'll be able to figure things out on their own. Uh, and just the movements and the poses in themselves are very powerful. So there will be some aspect of healing that they will come with that and it will be good for them in some way. But if we have a healing space specifically created with keeping in mind the experience, the daily experiences, as well as the historical experiences of people of color, then we're really using yoga specifically for that purpose. We are a collective now. So when I first started the yoga gatherings, I wasn't sure how it's going to work out. So the first two were just kind of me teaching and I kind of had that bigger vision that it would be a collective space with multiple teachers. Immediately, the yoga teachers that I uh, spoke with who were of color said that they've been waiting for something like this, that they need something like this because they wanted to work with people of color. So they signed on right away and that uh, the yoga teachers, we can discuss together, like what do people of color need? for healing so we could talk about creating specific yoga sequences specific styles Uh, we look at the type of music we play depending on what's happening in the world we talked about the migrant children or we thought about um, if there's a, a case of police brutality that's in the news we bring that into the space so we don't separate what's happening out there to what is happening in our yoga space. We bring all of that in and we also bring the personal in. So if, if someone has a relative who is ill or who has passed away, like I had a, a spiritual elder pass away recently and we did 
all we did a um, yoga session especially for him and the illnesses that he had in his body specifically and he was a native elder from the Paiute in Nevada and we did a whole session dedicated to him so the healing goes it's beyond yoga or it is actually another person said no it's not beyond yoga it is yoga this is really what yoga is for people of color we have added yoga and meditation for healing and empowerment so that it's clear what our intentions are Um, and we do different things like we dialogue afterwards so if something is on people's minds they can talk about it Uh, and there are other people who don't want to talk and they can just listen so we put a lot of care into creating the space especially for people of color they're central so we're not uh, it's not a program of any yoga studio or any other organization it's all about uh, us creating it it's so that the community is very much involved and people can request anything people can say hi I really would like to have a class that's dedicated to my aunt because of so and so and we'll do that and we'll create a class just for that so it's very much community based we heal in community we need to do that and be there for each other I love that thank you Um, do you have any upcoming events that our listeners should know about yep we have regular events Uh, so every Sunday night at 630 we have yoga for people of color for healing and empowerment Uh, This gathering takes place at Bhava Yoga Studio on Central and Walter. Our second regular gathering is meditation. It's a meditation group, and that takes place at the Albuquerque Insight Meditation Center on Rosemont and Broadway. And there we do a silent sit for about half an hour, and we have discussion. And then we just added a third program which is for women of the Asian and Pacific Islander communities. And that takes place on Tuesday mornings at 9.30 at the uh, New Mexico Asian Family Center. So uh, we have three programs. And then we also have um, a workshop coming up. It's for creating an anxiety relief toolbox. So this is for people of color who might get uh, anxiety or panic attacks. So what we want to do is create like a a toolbox that and it'll be a physical box or bag where we'll put in strategies that when you're in that panic attack, what are you going to what to do so that you don't dive deeper and deeper so that just people have something at that moment that they're not alone when they have a panic attack. So that will take place on August 4th, Saturday at 2 p.m. And that requires a pre-registration because we'll have materials. I think the best place is a Facebook page, which is called Yoga for People of Color Albuquerque. If they just look that up, they'll find the Facebook page. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Yes, um, all of our services are donation-based so that we can keep it open to to people of all incomes and whatever situations that they're in. And we are also uh, have been getting trauma-informed uh, webinars and training so that we are very uh, trauma-informed. We also have all levels 
we accept all levels of meditation and yoga. So there's a lot of people who will say, I'm not flexible enough, or they'll say, I've never done meditation before. That doesn't matter at all. And our teachers are absolutely amazing. The amount of uh, talent that they have, as well as the, their kindness, it's absolutely amazing. I'm really grateful to our team, Rafael Sierra, Demetrius McClendon, Nisi Taylor, Shiva Kumar Chala, Pamela Hong, Maria Elena Gales, Shraddha Patel, and Leon Mitchell. All right. Thank you so much for coming in and for just sitting with us and talking with us. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I had a really good time. Thank you for all the work that you do with Generation Justice. Thank you. This was Kenya Alonzo with Generation Justice. Thank you for sharing with us, Farah. I hope you continue doing what you are doing and that more people will attend your class in the future. Thank you, Farah. It was so interesting to hear about yoga from your perspective. Our next song is We Are Here by Alicia Keys, followed by Abiti, singing the Nina Simone classic, Feeling Good. Here is Save and Sound by Capital Cities. Come to the end of another hour of resistance. We would like to thank our guests Lucero Velasquez and Farah Nushin, and thank you to our interviewers Ludella Watt and Kenya Alonso. Our social media producer is Bianca Mitchell. And thank you to our community volunteer Misty Blue. Our program tonight was engineered by Jonathan Alonso. Production assistance came from Kay Rizumi and Roberto Riley. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org where you 
can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcast, which are also available on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're also active on social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCoon Foundation, Con Alma Health Foundation, the Albuquerque Community Foundation, and of course all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and, do and clicking donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. And next you will hear Heal the World by Michael Jackson, Count on Me by Bruno Mars, and Place I Call Home by Native Roots. I'm Barbara Ramirez. And I'm Elijah Cage. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word. So stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. And we will see you next time. There's a place in your heart And I know that it is love And this place came much brighter than tomorrow And if you really try